Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What's good, everybody listening? Um, I really missed American comics. But I don't miss the cost, and I don't miss the poor quality of certain series that we used to read. Yeah, I, I feel that. <laughs> I miss the. We'll address this soon, though. Yeah. Anyway, also joining us, it is uh, our producer. It is Edge Lord Big News Brian. What's up, nerds? Hey! Wow! Huge week. We pretty much got. All of the series uh, that we usually cover uh, back on this week, so we have a lot of manga to go to. So you know, let's let's not waste any time. Let's just let's just get right into it uh, with plugs. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven. That's on Instagram and at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah, Brian. Find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me on twitch.tv slash it is Yeah. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I actually made a thing for uh, TikTok. So check us out on uh, on that. I'm, I'm going to try to keep making more things <laughs> for TikTok, I guess. So, uh, or, you know, Instagram and all that jazz. So check us out on, on those platforms. Follow us and all that stuff. Um, email the show at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. We actually do have a little bit of a question round. Uh, you know, these uh, they are questions that are about the chapters that came out. So we'll, uh, we're going to go ahead and answer some today. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's very exciting. And you can join in on the fun by emailing us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com or if you're uh, listening to this on YouTube you can drop a comment with your question and uh, we'll get to it on the following episode so you know do all that uh, comment and while you're at it like share the podcast I know we don't really have a, a super strong visual element to the show as of now because uh, I am still uh, we're still working uh, audio only for the time being until I can get a new computer um, but yeah, until then, please check us out. I am still uploading episodes, uh, the, uh, audio version of the episodes to YouTube. So, uh, please, uh, check that out if you prefer listening to podcasts on YouTube, or if you like the, uh, audio platforms, we're pretty much on every audio platform known to man, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Pandora, Amazon music, uh, Google podcasts, you name it. We're probably on there. So check us out on that one. And without further ado, um, I think we're all set uh, as far as plugs go. So we can start the show. One Piece. Whoa, Nelly. This is One Piece, chapter 1084, The Attempted Murder of a Celestial Dragon. Uh, 
attempted is uh is a funny word to use uh given the circumstances but uh yeah. yeah the circumstances and the circumstances of the chapter yes um lots of stuff just part on. one or something <laughs> i mean it feels like it right whatever any yeah um, last we left off, we have been getting the story uh, filling in the blanks from Sabo's perspective on what happened during the reverie, uh, which has been a longstanding mystery since uh, before Wano. Uh, and we're finally and the source it. of great hype. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't disappoint, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into it. It's basically centered around the murder of uh, King Cobra of Alabasta and uh, finding out the truth of what happened there. Sabo and the revolutionaries are on Marie Joie, and so is Jewelry Bonnie. And uh, speak of the devil, we start off uh, with Sabo making his way through uh, the Pangea castle to pick up Kuma, and uh, that's where he runs into Jewelry Bonnie, who uh, they link up and, you know, they basically have uh, similar motives. Uh, uh, so, you know, they're going to help each other out uh, for a second there. Um, this is the first time Sabo is meeting Kuma's daughter, which is uh, which is interesting when you think of that dynamic. Um, and uh, Jewelry Bonnie expresses that, like, she's been following articles about the revolutionaries and uh, she trusts uh, the revolutionaries with Kuma's safety. Uh, and basically uh sabo gives uh the keys to the slaves cuffs to karasu one of karasu's soot uh crows and uh tells them to you know basically free everybody and then get the fuck out of there uh because the mission's pretty much done at this point uh sabo is of course going to stay behind and see if he can uh take care of business which is i guess getting kuma um and uh, at that point, he then a turns over to Bonnie and asks what her next move is. And, of course, Bonnie explains that she's going over to Egghead to see if there's any way to bring back Kuma to the man he was before he became uh, a pacifista and uh, lost his entire will as a, as a human being. Um, at that point, um, Sabo notices that guards are closing in on them, to which he grabs Bonnie and hides over this arch in the hallway. Um, and they're, you know, they did, they didn't get to really capture Sabo, but they knew somebody was there, but Hey, they, uh, they, they talk a little bit about how, uh, there are fewer guards for this tower. And the reason, because it, the reason it is, is that people who actually enter here, uh, they go missing and it's usually because they saw it. And uh, the guard is like, saw it, and is like, something they shouldn't have. And they explain that it is the lost chamber. So lots of uh, mystery speak, you know, and all that. But um, we get the introduction of a lost chamber. I imagine that's going to get... Uh, I think that's where Emu hands, hangs out. I, It's not confirmed, right. obviously, but I th that's my guess as what the lost chamber is. So... Anyway, uh, Sabo ma manages to make his way out of the castle with Bonnie. And uh, basically, you know, they depart at that point. Um, we then cut to the uh, that throne room where Cobra is uh, talking to the five elders, uh, the Gorosei. And uh, he starts talking about the uh, Void Sentry. And uh, you know what happens when you talk about the Void Sentry around these guys. Uh, 
he starts explaining uh, that the world government started 800 years ago. It was created by 20 kings. Uh, these kings, uh, to make it pretty much an equal type of thing amongst them, they created an empty throne, which was a symbol that uh, they created an empty throne with 20 weapons around it to, sim- to symbolize that it's, it's equal ground and no one really, no one person really rules anything. Um, so basically, there were new kings chosen to rule uh, after the 20 original kings moved to Marie-Joie. Uh, but the only person that stayed behind, of course, is the Queen of Alabasta at the time, uh, Lily of the Nefeltari dynasty, which is obviously an ancestor of Cobras and of Vivis. Um she chose to stay at Alabasta and to continue to uh, and to continue the Nefeltari line where, you know, it still still reigns to this day. And um, that is why uh, the truth is that there's not 20 weapons on the throne room. There's only 19 because the Nefeltari. Only family, 19 of them dang. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Nefeltari, the Nefeltari family left. So their sword was never placed. Um, and I love like how every time something like this comes up, all of the five elders have these ellipses bubbles coming out of them. Like, mm, careful right, now. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go, go on. <laughs> what you trying to so say? You're like, sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Careful now. That's the look they're giving. Because this could very quickly turn dangerous immediately. Um, but yeah, they basically confirms like, yes, this is correct. But what's your point? And uh, Cobra reveals that he was been, he's been going through these old historical documents on his country. And uh, the only history that he can pursue there comes from documents after the void century. And in those documents, there is no mention of Queen Lily's name. <laughs> And it turns out uh, she did not come back to Alabasta to rule after that. After all, it turns out that her younger brother took the throne in Alabasta instead and continued the line and and uh, the lineage of the uh, the Nefeltari family. Um, and he wanted to ask the elders if he knew anything about that, because that's very weird that it was known that she left specifically to continue to rule Alabasta. Yet there's no mention of her in the documents in alabasta um so uh the elders respond basically like well that was 800 years ago and it's a recorded fact that the nefeltari family did not live here so we assume that she went back home uh after that we don't know uh we can't really help you with that uh and then uh cobra asks in that case what is the d and man one of the elders is like why would you ask that, bro? <laughs> He's like, why, why would you, do, what are you doing? Um, and he says, uh, Cobra mentions that there is a brief 800 year old letter that she, pa- that um, she passed down through the, our line of Kings. Uh, and all of the elders actually kind of look a little shook by this. Like they didn't know that this was a thing. And, uh, the conversation kind of trails off because then we cut over to the Mingling courtyard where uh, 
where Charlos, the celestial dragon uh, that has been a constant pain in the ass throughout uh, One Piece since his introduction, has managed to uh, capture Shirahoshi with the help of uh, the Kuma PX-1, uh, the original, the OG Kuma, who is now a lifeless robot. And uh, yeah, she's crying because she was just captured by this fucking weirdo. And uh, her brothers pull up to try to do something. He's like, I'm sorry for taking my eyes off you. We're never, we're leaving. We're never coming back. This place is crazy. Uh, and it, it is kind of sad to see like the fishmen be disillusioned with something. So they work so hard to, you know, attend at, in this moment. Uh, but as they're approaching uh, to rescue Shirahoshi, uh, Charlos basically six the PX one after them. And uh, he starts shooting his lasers, uh, at which point uh, Leo and um, Sai from uh, the uh, from the Straw Hat Grand Fleet uh, actually notice this is happening, and uh, they move to stop uh, Charlos from taking this any further and to rescue Shirahoshi. Um, so, Mizogard, the uh, the Do Don Quixote uh, celestial dragon that has remained on uh, this island and, you know, has had a change of heart since his time on uh, on Fishman Island. He blocks uh, Fukuboshi, I think this guy's name is, uh, his name. Uh, he put, Big Boshi. Big Boshi. <laughs> he blocks his path and he's like, not you. Uh, and, you know, uh, he starts to... Um, Oh, yeah, his name is Fukuboshi. He starts to, like, yell at him. He's like, why the double standard? You asked us to stand aside? And uh, Mazagar is like, well, unlike you, these guys are pirates. They can, they don't really have, like, a nation to to worry about if they move against the Celestial Dragons. They could just run away. But uh, you have too much to lose with uh, if you hurt a Celestial Dragon. But these guys, they have nothing really like that to lose. Uh, and with that... Sai and Leo simultaneously attack Charlos and actually fucking kill him. Um, so Wait, he died? Yeah, they, they're like, he's dead. They turned him into an accordion. They turned him into an accordion. And uh, at first I was like, there's no way he's dead. But then everybody's yelling about how he's fucking dead. Uh, it's either he's... I mean, you know, we'll have to see if he's really dead. They called dead. it an attempted murder, though. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe nobody can confirm if he's really dead, but... No, even Akainu, like, in the recap... Oh, yeah, he did say it was an attempted murder. Attempted. Okay, so, yeah, I guess Charles somehow survives this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, at the moment, uh, it's considered he's dead because he is an accordion man at the moment. Uh, and... Uh, the PX-1 starts to take aim automatically because, you know, that's kind of his job at this point. But that's when Morley pulls up from the underground and grabs Kuma. And uh, this is how, I guess, the rest of the revolutionaries kind of make their escape with Kuma in tow. Uh, and that's when we leave off from this scene and we return to the throne room where we see Emu pulling up on the side of the fucking throne room. And uh, she... Oh, he or they... Uh, are noticed by the Gorose. The Gorose is like, oh, great um, emu, but King Cobra is still present. And um, Cobra is shocked because obviously this is not supposed to happen. And emu takes his seat 
before saying Lily takes their seat on the throne. Uh, and we still don't obviously know who they are, but yeah, that the chapter ends in this one panel where they're just sitting on the throne room. And, uh, that was one piece chapter 1084. Uh, Josh, what were your thoughts on this chapter? Um, this is the RGC for me. Oh yeah. Uh, this is also my really good chapter of the week. Brian, this is also mine. I can't hit this button hard enough. Uh, unified RGC, unified RGC. Somehow this was not the audience voted really good chapter of the week. But that's crazy. But it is all of our consecutive uh really good chapters of the week. But uh please, Josh, uh go on with your thoughts. Wow. Um like I alluded to in the beginning, they didn't they didn't show uh, Nefletary, what's his name? Cobra. They didn't show Cobra attempting to get murdered. You know what I'm saying, or anything like that. So it was a, it was kind of a misleading <laughs> title, but no, it said man, a celestial dragon. Way... It said the murder oh, of a celestial dragon. So that would be Charlos. Ah, you're right. The attempted. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So. No, I just I just thought it was incredible. I mean, I really I, like we mentioned before. I liked how tense all of the elders looked, um, and it's kind of a trope. I'm not gonna lie, it's, you know, One Piece isn't the only series that does it, but it means so much more because finally, like all of the story that's been set up for years, like this is this isn't stuff that's coming out of nowhere. So mm-hmm. it, it it always feels good reading these chapters. I don't know what to think about Lily. Obviously, she got lost at sea somewhere, but she was able to write a letter. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I mean, obviously, she mentioned probably the will of D in, in the letter she wrote. And Emu took notice, man. He, he said her name and everything. He was like, oh. So Lily had something to say about about them 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 times them before four times i mean let's let's hear this let's let's all hear this i want i want to hear what lily had to say cobra elders is you'd be lazy like no 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 no. he's a pack that's been confirmed yeah so this, this is why cobra died <laughs> we don't have to guess nothing else. oh yeah <laughs> uh right now emu he, came out this because was emu saying you're you've dead. chose death you're dead. <laughs> you're not walking out you of here. Walked up the I walked here because I know you're dead. Yeah. And it's like, well, now that I've now that I've come to terms with that, uh, let's see what she had to say. It was uh, chilling, man. Almost as chilling as the intro to Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> the new Zelda <laughs> game that came out. No, that the the intro was chilling. You know what else is chilling? The fact that you're playing it while we're doing the podcast. Oh my god! I'm not. <laughs> but Brian is. Brian's definitely playing it right now. That's I am crazy. Not playing it right now. I could turn my camera on right now. I could turn on mine too. That's not true. Do it. Oh you god. Do it. Anyway, 
But those are your thoughts. <laughs> he is proving it. I'm happy for him. Hey. Anyway. Well, what are your thoughts, Brian? Or do you, any of y'all have rebuttals? I just had general thoughts. Um, well, I'll start my comments by proposing a question. When in One Piece have we heard the name Lily before? Never. Amazon Lily. Uh-huh. And now all of a sudden there's a woman character that used to be an empress that went missing. Hmm. Very intriguing. Could it that be that? Could it be that Amazon Lily was founded by a Nefeltari? It's entirely possible. That'd be pretty crazy. That would be pretty wild. Why she would do that, I have no clue. But um, this was a really good chapter to like reintroduce. Um, what's her name? Emu or him? Uh, I don't. I think they're gonna keep going. With this uh, flashback next chapter, I as fucking well. hope so. Because it's it's Sabo's flashback, so he he and he's he hasn't shown up yet, so he has to be there. Yeah. So that means we are gonna get more of Emu, I think. Um. So that's in two weeks. God, I hope. And we might even see some of the 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 fucking holy knights as well show up to kind of dispatch of cobra maybe cobra is at, is doing some wild shit he must have known that he was probably not going to leave this place alive right i i couldn't tell you like he know he knows better than to just walk in here and ask questions about shit that you know they're they erased from literal history yeah, I've. I mean, I would think so too, but I don't know why he would do it and then just like be okay with dying at their hand, <laughs> like just out of curiosity. He's his daughter's out there still, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think he. I think this is a genuine conversation that he had no idea was going to turn lethal. Yeah, he's not technically talking about the Void Century, but he is like confused as to. But then he asked about the D. The D was a problem for sure. <laughs> but, how did, but did they know that did this... <laughs> the deep definitely put the put a ping on their radar oh, oh you don't ask God. that question <laughs> that d had them spinning all right <laughs> i'm trying to not make it i'm trying not to make it a problem here it's it's just the letter that they chose okay Yeah, Did they know it was an issue? Did they know Does what Cobra was an know? issue? What? That the D? I'm not asking you, Brian. I'm not asking you, bro. Well, I guess Why I would. I guess they wouldn't know. Because <laughs> you, you, you want 110% right now. <laughs> I guess they wouldn't know that it was, uh, it was an issue. Or Cobra wouldn't know it was an issue, I guess. Did Cobra say he did research? He did do research, but you know he doesn't. Not I enough. I don't think there's enough information. So he should know that they're called the enemy of the gods, right? Like based on maybe. The research. 
I feel like that's a legend known to not many people. Where did we hear that from? Uh, fuck, who said that? I think Law said that, actually. Oh, so maybe not then. Yeah. I don't know. But this was a, a good lore dump chapter. It was nice to see Charles get his fucking ass beat again. It is always I love it when he gets his ass beat. <laughs> it's fucking no an accordion man. I like that he still has bandages from like when he got hit in his head before. Mm-hmm. So he got double hit in the same spot. Like Yeah. Good yeah, he stuff. Got, he got fucking Oh my god. I just keep I just looking look at, at it. <laughs> I keep looking at his accord like when he's at his most accordion. And like it's so fucking funny the way he's drawn. I don't know he how looks, he survives this. You he looks like the um the gourd, the thing that gives people powers in uh Hunter Hunter. Yeah, he does you look like that. About? He does look like that. That's hilarious. So he went from this series straight to Hunter Hunter for the succession war. This is actually a prequel to Hunter Hunter, and this is how yeah. the gourd was created. Hockey becomes uh Nen. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's why um the fucking that the um Saradnik can see the future. He's using observation hockey. Mm. You know, it starts to link together when you really want it to. It all makes sense. <laughs> With enough mental gymnastics, it, it makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, those are my thoughts. This is a a, a fantastic lore dump chapter. Yeah, I mean, what Give can me more. What can I say, man? I I read this chapter and I had to stop after I finished. I like, I I couldn't finish the other, I couldn't read the other chapters. I needed a break. Cause I was very much, I was very much into it. It was very intense the whole time. Uh, like everything that Cobra was saying, I was like stuck on every word because th that's how starved Oda makes you for lore dumps. Sometimes is that like sometimes he, or all the time. I guess when he mentions, the, he doesn't really like dive super hard into the Void Sentry all that much. So whenever he does, it's 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 critical reading time. <laughs> I put my glasses on and I read very closely. Uh, but yeah, that it's critical reading time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's fucking so cool the way it's paced and you know he 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 couples it with the intensity of just the vi the five elders being like fuck we can't keep destroying whole countries please stop talking uh you got another one yeah i like that desert. yeah this samurai one i don't is he from wano samurai yeah there's the, there's the bald form. one that's like Not every samurai is from wano that's true I guess that's fair. But everybody else has like a suit, but he's he's rocking a kimono and shit. Don't be a double W. Talking about the Gursei again? Yeah. The old man with the fucking the sword. glasses? Yeah. I don't think he's from Wano. He doesn't look very Wano-ish. He's got Wano a sword. Classic. He's got uh, the robes. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's from Wano. It mm. just could mean that he's a swordsman. Wano whore. 
Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that he, he just stands out compared to the other guys. Wait. Oh, never mind. I was going to say, what the fuck is the fucking is um fucking Saturn doing there? But yeah, it was before the, he left. Obviously. Um, yeah, this was just so cool. And I love that Sai and Leo are doing straw hat esque things. This is this is what the straw hats would have done anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, they embody the spirit and I respect it. And I don't know what's going to happen to them after this. I would hope that they're not captured and tortured by the world government. No, they just, they, they got let, they got let go. Remember? Do we know that? Yeah. Who's they? Um, uh, Sai and, and Leo. Oh, yeah. Remember one of nah, the, they got up out of there. like the good celestial dragon, let them go. Let them escape. Okay. Well, that's good. Yo, I'm this, glad. This, yo, but, 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 um, but. Not Maya's guard, the other one. Uh, the guy flattened his, his dad folds up and was like, "My son, <laughs> no." That shit was crazy. He's still like, in bro. Your grave. son's a fucking is a is a pancake now, bro. Multi layered. <laughs> He's a five stack pancake. Yeah, no syrup. Also, the silhouette of uh, Lily looks a lot like Vivi. Yep, that's interesting. <laughs> you know why? Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's female. Are you saying that all One Piece women look the same? Most of because One Piece Oda women draws look it the same. that way. <laughs> yes, that is why they look that way, and I guess that is her descendant. So yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, it was cool to see Sai and Leo do straw hat shit. I'm so proud of them. Almost, <laughs> I was like, let's go, guys. You're embodying yeah, the spirit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I forgot that they down with the straw hats. Yeah. Uh, I hope they reunite with the straw hats, honestly. That would be super cool. If they pulled up to Egghead. What if these are the guys that pull up to Egg- Egghead to assist? That would be dope. That would be cool. Uh, Emu himself, I don't know if he's got, like, a connection to, to the Nefeltari family. I would... My guess is that Emu was probably like a suitor for the Nefeltari family, and v- because Lily didn't want to be a part of this shit, he was he was scorned, or they were scorned. I don't know, man. Oh man, it's so cool. <laughs> I have no idea who Emu is and what his deal is. Uh, man, I can't wait to find out. I I knew it. I knew that it was gonna be like two weeks. I knew he was going to take a break this week. <laughs> yeah, it, it was coming. I can't. I, I hate it. This is the worst I felt the cliffhanger. Yeah, it's pretty rough. This was a real gut punch by Oda. I don't know why he did it this way, but he really, he really hurt me with that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, those are my thoughts. This was like. Such a fucking awesome chapter. I'm very excited to see what comes next. I can barely wait. Um, oh, uh, we do have a question, though, uh, related to this mm-hmm. chapter by our, our guy, Mike B. Sketchy Mike, El Sketcherino. And uh, I do want to read it, uh, his whole email, which is nice. Uh, he said, uh, hey, y'all, hope you've been good lately. I know it's been a while since my last email. My life has taken some crazy turns since. since. 
He got married, guys. He moved into an apartment. Oh, and uh, congratulations, Mike. Got it all furnished and built in the span of a week. And he started a new job. But uh, Oh, my goodness. Major money. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 really happy for you, Mike. That's fucking awesome. Uh, I'm elated to hear that. I know. Uh, I know things are not like exactly perfect right now, but uh, I know uh, you could pull through, bro. I'm I'm happy for the positive things that have been going on. So, uh, and it's good to hear from you. It's been a while, and happy to see you're doing okay. Um, as to your question, his question is, what do you think is the connection between Emu and the original Queen of Alabasta? I'm thinking that Emu was scorn suitor and had her merc to get the rest of the celestial dragons in line. Uh, that'd be pretty dope. Yeah, I think I absorbed your theory into my mind. Because <laughs> uh, it makes sense. It's um, cool. Yeah. That I, he's just like a, a incel. They what? Oh, yeah. He's that just, most, just an incel. Yeah, the most dangerous people of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that's a pretty, I feel like that's rock solid. I th- I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, but yeah, I he does have a, a an axe to grind in terms of VV, so it's very possible that that's the case. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's wild. Um, there is a few theories out and about about this topic. Um. Where apparently there's like a love triangle between Joy Boy, Yumu, and Queen Lily. Mm. And Emu uh, assassinated her to have Joy Boy for herself. So there's there's that. There's some theory with that. Ah, so you think it's like kind of a reverse thing. Where Emu loved Joy Boy, but Joy Boy and Lily had a thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's also interesting. I mean, I feel like Joy Boy would it, it would ha- he would have to factor in. Because like One Piece is kind of similar, like when it comes to the like history repeating itself, right? Mm. And Boa Hancock, you know, from Amazon Lily. Is in love with Joy Boy, so it's kind of it's kind of you know a little it's a little I feel like it could be a thing, but I'd prefer for it not to be. Like I'd rather you know if Emu is a woman, I'd rather her not be just like a love stricken kind of crazy girl again. I'd rather it I think just it's be like a, if I think if that were to be the case, I think it's more of a power thing than anything because i think there are a lot of the celestial dragons like look down on people who try to leave as we've seen with doflamingo's dad Uh so i think like at that time for someone to actively step down i feel like that's a even greater disrespect to what they perceive they have built than what doflamingo's dad did and he got it pretty bad. Um, and I wonder if, like, the whole st- purpose of Doflamingo's backstory is to kind of establish that fact of what happens to people who try to leave that 
arena of privilege. For sure, like they had to take a slight to that that she didn't want to stay. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think, I think even I think even if the the uh, Doflamingo's backstory didn't happen, I just still I still think that's implied. Or like you'd have to wonder, like, nah, like they're just gonna be okay with the celestial dragons saying, ah, I'm gonna ditch this stuff. There's secrets involved. Yeah, you know what I mean. What went down? They're not. They're not gonna just be willing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that, that makes a lot of sense. That and it, it could be a they combination. They be willing to let her just live her life. Exactly, and it could be a combination of things. It could be the things that it was like kind of a, a scorned suitor type of deal, plus the the insult of backing out of being a celestial dragon of basically being a god amongst men. I and, hope the void century. Oh, I'm sorry. Go oh ahead. no, sorry. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> you you could go ahead. I, I was gonna say that I hope the void century uh, flashback um, lasts a century of chapters. <laughs> I mean, it might. Like I, it's a completely new story. I mean, of the void century, like how in Dead Unlocked did a loop, we get another thousand chapters of One Piece, and our grandkids could could understand and feel finish reading yeah 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 uh i mean it's it's not impossible i guess oda spent a lot of time on odin's flashback i think if if there's like a story that's important enough he'll definitely spend his take his time on it but yeah i think it's a it could be a combination it could be scorn suitor it could be the idea of celestial dragons not taken too kindly to people leaving their arena. Would you take kindly to that? To somebody leaving the yeah. celestial dragon? I mean, no. Yeah, I'd take kindly to that. Yeah, I'd, I'd take I'd take kindly. I'd be like, peace. I bro. think I would. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But what if yeah. what if y'all had mad secrets? Mm, that is the problem. Like, did I tell them the secrets? I think they would yes. know intrinsically because they are, they were born. I'd be they like, know. all right, man, like, you could go, but, like, remember, like, those secrets, like, just keep them to yourself. You know? <laughs> don't tell nobody. Ultimate, ultimate trust. <laughs> hey, bro, don't, don't tell nobody, all right? Yeah, see, that's the problem. I think that's, like, part of it, too low-key, is that they're like, you know too much. Right. L- Lily probably didn't answer that good enough when they was like you ain't gonna tell nobody right she was like hey, yeah, yeah you know i mean you know nah who's anybody too weak who's any what do you mean by anybody <laughs> and they already knew that confirmed it they was like right can i tell my daughter can i tell my son tell my daughter. Mm-hmm. and they, and they all looked at each other was like yes yes you know what yeah tell them all <laughs> tell them all that's go right to the, go to the presses tell them <laughs> right when you get back to uh Tell your people. You I'll tell you what, Lily. You could sing about it. Go sing. <laughs> tell the police. <laughs> tell, tell everyone. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you later. Yeah, bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Farewell. Send a bus to call to destroy only her ship. <laughs> only, <laughs> Go. only her. Go go for Make sure she doesn't leave any letters out or something. No, yeah. But please make sure there's no letters around. No 800-year letters. 
they could come back to bite us in the ass 800 years. Yeah, none of those. Because that would totally, that would totally defeat the purpose. Yeah, these five elders are crazy. This week. These five elders are crazy too. Like, how long have they, have there always been five elders? They're great, 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 great. Times 80 grandfathers. Yeah. They they couldn't be there. It was 800 years ago. So who were the great elders before these great elders? I wonder what's stronger. The 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 five elders thirst for secrets or Brian's thirst for Zelda <laughs> while we while we do this podcast. I'm not playing Zelda while doing the podcast. <laughs> I wish I could be playing Zelda, but well, we are important we have important matters to discuss here. I uh, I don't think Brian has ever ordered the the destruction of islands so he could play Zelda. So I think the elders have him on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's just me. I agree. <laughs> in uh, fact, I have destroyed islands inside of Zelda. Right now? Not right now. Damn. Like moments ago? You tried to slip him up, dude. No. Like, maybe like 40 minutes ago? Well, 50 minutes ago? Your hands are on the controller right now. No, my hands are not <laughs> on a controller. They are on. All right. Their own. All right. Well, we're we're about to we're about to switch to a, an excellent chapter. Yeah. So, uh, let's let's do it. One Piece was fantastic. Uh, let us. Oh, geez. Let me get the soundboard up. Let us move onward. My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia, chapter 389, uh, Assurance and Prayers. Uh, last yeah, we that's left... what we need for sure. <laughs> last we left off, uh, the entire, well, pretty much most of the Todoroki family have pulled up to uh, try and stop Toya from exploding everything. Um, everybody's having a rough time of it because he is, his temperature is not dropping uh, it is going pretty, it's rapidly increasing at the epicenter. And um, it's at this point uh, we start to get from the perspective of Toya as he's watching his, his burning his own father to death. Um, he's like, everyone's watching me. So this is what it's like. If it was so simple, then why not sooner? As he's exploding everywhere. Um, the battle all over is happening still. And uh, the kids from earlier in the series that uh, that was there for uh, Todoroki and uh, and Bakugo's uh, license, provisional license exam are watching on, um, and uh, they're looking down. They all of a sudden start to smile um, as news cameras and everybody is watching. Uh, you know, everybody's like praying for Endeavor to not come out like you know a pulled pork. And he he's like, <laughs> and this kid goes, yeah, for sure, because after all, and then we get a two-page spread where we see that uh, Ida and Todoroki are pulling up in some ice plane construct, which is pretty sweet. And pretty, uh, really fucking awesome, actually. It, it is pretty sick. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I saw that, be, and you know, he's using this ice construct to funnel Ida's. Uh, and his fire 
to make even to make himself go even faster. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, and uh, the chapter ends with a big two page spread where uh, Ida and uh, Todoroki are still running. And the kid says, we've got five wieners on our side. And that's where the chapter ends. Why did he say that? Yeah, is that a callback? It is a callback. That's what I, he... don't, I don't know what that means. It's All a, right, it's a callback for uh, when they were taking the exam. Uh, they th- That's what this kid calls Todoroki. They, he calls them five wieners. Why? Because he had five. Uh, he has like five little packs on his side that are like tubes. Oh, yeah. And he says that. they were wieners. I remember that. Um, so what do you carry a uh, hot dog in there? Yeah, basically he's got five wieners on our side, and that's where the chapter ends. Another very short chapter from My Hero Academia. But uh, Josh, what did you think about this chapter? Um, it was it was cool. It was really short, <laughs> which annoyed me. I said earlier that this felt like a filler chapter, but I guess I guess I was a little upset that we didn't get a resolution to this. Um, the situation with Todoroki, but I mean, with that, well, yeah, his last name is Todoroki, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's too many Todorokis. Uh, Mr. Kaboom, man. Mm -hmm. Mr. I want to blow myself up because my family doesn't love me. Yeah. This is, this is, um, every edgelord's dream right here. For, for him, for them to go out in an explosion, but everyone notices them finally. Yeah. This is it right here. And there's there's a there's a group of people out there that are so touched by what um what uh oh, yeah. Horikoshi is putting on these pages. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it might be a sarcastic short, but <laughs> I also do know that that's a, that's 100% a fact. And uh, I may not have felt it too much emotionally, but for y'all that do, man, I'm happy for y'all. Ice Jet was lit. You know, um, I didn't notice it until the second time I read this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Before, you know, before the podcast, but like, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I thought it was super cool and it completely flipped what I thought about this chapter. Because all right, seriously, because um, for you. <laughs> it just made me excited for the next one. I think it's, I think it's time. I don't know what's happening at the end though. Here, I no, I think it's just like a close up, basically, and stuff is just where's, they're, they're moving. They're just moving. He he's still like down there. You still see him. If you look at the bottom left corner of the page, he's oh, like, he's on he's on top of his yeah, back or something like yeah. that. Oh, okay. Oh, and all that equipment is starting to break off. Yeah, because, you know, they're just moving so fucking fast, I bet. So it's just right. falling but off of them. It, but it's, he's, he's taking it. Yeah. Because he's determined. Yeah. I mean, it's fall- he's wearing it. It's just falling off of him. Brian, what did you think of the, this chapter? Um, um, I like the art. The art was really fucking good, this chapter. But I feel like a lot of it was just like an art showcase, honestly. Um, it like the scene with Todoroki and Ida is always so fucking sick to see. Um, it looks like he's charging up like a flash fire as well. 
Is that what's happening there? Uh, I think it's that phosphorus thing. That, uh, yeah, the phosphorus thing. Um, I wonder what he's going to do because I... Like, is he just going to cool him down with ice? Like, what is he going to do to save to to save the situation? Um, but, you know, this, this chapter was pretty decent. Who are... Who's this kid, this guy that with the shark boys? Is that just a random? He's civilian? the guy who uh, Endeavor. He got. He's like. Uh, it's hard to explain. I know who this kid is. He's not like a named character or anything, but like he had a moment when uh, he appeared when Endeavor was fighting the the high end Nomu, um, and they made a T shirt out of him because he was like. We got to cheer on Endeavor or something like that. And, you know, this is him again. Okay. And what about this, this, this lady? Which lady? The one in the, the helicopter? Lady? No, the other lady. There's like another lady praying. No, that's him. <laughs> huh? That's him. That's the same guy. No, the next, like after that, there's another person. Oh, that lady. Oh, in uh, the bottom corner. I, I don't know. I actually don't know who that is. Uh, shit. Who is she? <laughs> who is that lady? Who is, who is she? Probably not all that important, I guess, but. Yeah. So this is like the third time. Uh, Horikoshi has used like random civilians to emphasize what's going on, which I guess is kind of cool. You know, he's showing heroes impact on the world. But, like, damn, only, like, two people paying attention to this? <laughs> oh, aside from the kids? There's only, like, two people? Like, I don't know. I thought it would be sick to see if there are, like, more, you know, more civilians kind of looking in on this. But, I don't know. This chapter this chapter is all right. It's, it's pretty all right. The art carries it so fucking hard, and that was the point of it. It's like a like a spectacle and honestly the way that the anime has been going i doubt that the anime will be able to capture like the magic of horikoshi's art because goddamn like something about his art just feels like it's incapturable in animation like a lot of the moments that you know you look back on when it comes to my hero academia with the art and like the explosiveness and the fucking detail and all that it get it got it gets lost in translation a lot and i feel like the only way to truly appreciate my hero academia is to read this is to read the manga mainly because you know the art is such an important driving factor of this series and i really think like you know after this like, it would be so fucking sick if Horikoshi were to just, like, be an artist and draw for mangaka, maybe? Because that would... I feel like he would just be able to contribute so much as just an artist. Mm -hmm. Wow, you are packing Horikoshi out right <laughs> now. No, I'm, it, it's like Murata. It's similar to, like, Murata, who draws One Punch Man. Like, sure, like, his series was great. But as an artist, he is just so profoundly fucking good. 
Yeah. Um, Murata's and never it, written a series, I think. Didn't he do Eye Shield? No, that was the the Doctor Stone guy drew, wrote it and he drew it. I think he's oh. pretty much been an artist for most of his career. He, I think he's written one shots of his own, but he, I don't think he's ever done like a whole series by himself. Oh. That's my bad then. I thought Murata did Eye Shield. He drew but it. <laughs> I like him as an artist, I feel like could do so much for for other series and kind of excel them to like places they couldn't reach before with just a, like a regular artist, you know? Like this guy is next level when it comes to his art and um his panel his paneling is also really fucking good. Like his like the like page composition, he's so good. Um like I you can never you you can always count on my hero having amazing art every single time and throwing it out the park. So, that that's all I got. Yeah. Um I uh I I, ha- I guess I have a couple thoughts. I feel um I I agree with both of what you guys are saying. Is that it's actually kind of hard to mine out of stuff. Every now and then uh we come across chapters that are mostly like just fights or art and stuff and there's not like a whole lot of story content going on the best way that we get is this little moment with Toya just being like, if it was such a simple thing, then why not sooner? I'm like, I don't know. I don't think this is simple. <laughs> and I think, you know, I don't think Horikoshi's trying to say that like, this is all they had to do and he would be solved. I would hope not, but um, he, he did have to go supernova in order to achieve his desired result. Um, there is something I wanted to mention. I'm trying to remember. Not blanket. Oh fuck. I should have written it down or something. Um But I oh I guess like uh most of this chapter was just trying to build uh a mood, you know? A moment. Mm-hmm. It's like a setup. Yeah, and, and you know, I feel like it's kind of cinematic in that sense. Um I get what he was going for, uh, whether it's effective or not, is just, you know, how much you're invested in this. Um, and uh, I I, th- I thought it worked pretty cool. Again, the ice jet is dope. Uh, and it is cool to see, you know, the kids that he actually has a connection with watching on. Um, I get what he was trying to do with the five wieners thing, but it also kind of takes away from the coolness. Which I, I guess that yeah. that was the effect, you know, like these kids are going to be kids no matter what. And these kids were particularly like, you know, messing with them. Uh, oh, I, I also think the jet also acts as a protection for Ida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a practical thing as well. I know that. But I'm talking about, I guess, like the five wieners thing, I guess is also kind of like, I don't know if it's a translation thing, but it's like kind of clunky. So we've got five wieners on our side. Man, Todoroki is so cool. He is so cool, though. Todoroki. You know, I feel like I under—I really underplayed uh, the emotional impact of, of when uh, Dabi said, why not sooner? Mm-hmm. I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I don't think it was about the actual, why didn't this happen quicker? I think it's still kind of in theme with what we've been seeing the last couple of chapters which is damn like why did it get to this point mm-hmm. we all know why 
it's and, and and you see it like um a couple pages before you're saying everyone's watching me so this is what it's like because like his dad really just heard that they could like all the way as soon as Todoroki came around and he realized that he could reach a certain potential mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy man like just like nothing crazy traumatic happened to him yet it, you know that that the situation in the forest, he hurt himself trying to prove something to his dad. And that was a horrible tragedy. And then that led to the events that came here. But something just as simple as that, that neglect, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 the, and the pressure that, that Endeavor put on his family. I still understand why people feel really strongly about him as a character and they're not, not making him his redemption easy or really just there being a redemption at all. It just, we had a conversation about this already a, a, a few months ago, but this, this is the best story. This is the best storyline in my hair academia, arguably. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think he's delivering. I mean, look at this face getting steam, getting burnt. And he's looking right at him. That was, I felt that. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. He did a lot with his art. He did a whole lot with his art. I think I agree with both y'all on that. Yeah. Um, My dad just walked in to ask if, I, uh, if we asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no My Hero Academia question. But um, we did ask the first question, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. I mean, I guess it's going to be resolved next chapter, I imagine, um, with some more glorious art, obviously. Um, I guess on the art, I get to say that, like, I really do respect the little details of just, like, comic art in general. Like, the hash markings on, like, a lot of these characters, the shade work and stuff. So it's a lot of tedious work that he does that uh that that really like make up the bulk of why this series looks really good um and yeah the guy's firing on all cylinders as usual we say it every week he's he's a he's a fucking beast when it comes to drawing um but yeah i guess uh that's it for me in terms of uh what's uh what's going on with uh my hero do you guys have any rebuttals anything else to to drop no sir Alrighty, with that being said, uh, let's move onward. Give me a pick, Nina to Kyra, me so I can't chat. Jujutsu Kaisen. This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 223, Inhuman Makyo Shinjuku Showdown Part 1. I'm actually kind of shocked I actually got that in one shot. Congratulations. Honestly, I'm I'm proud of myself there. Um so we start off uh, in Shibuya, I guess. Um, they're walking uh, through Shibuya. Gojo is just like, what? You know, like, this, it feels like ages since I've been in Shibuya. And uh, the guy, ex- uh, the Ichi- Ichichi, his uh, assistant guy, uh, asks him what a time feel like in the prison realm. And uh, there's a pretty apt description as to what it's like to be in the prison realm. Um, Gojo explains it as... Uh, it basically feels like when work is really, really busy and um, 
you know, time just passes by so fucking quick, but at the same time, it's so draining and you never want to do it again. And I'm like, damn, I kind of know that feeling. Um, but yeah, that's how it feels to be in the prison realm. Uh, he that's ex- so unpleasant. Hmm? I said that's so unpleasant. No, yeah, it's not a fun feeling. Uh, so he basically asked, he asked Ijuchi, uh, what happened to the people on floor B5. I think that's like the floor he was fighting in actually. Um, and he, and Ijuchi explains that that was ground zero for cursed spirits in the Shibuya incident. And, uh, the closer to Shibuya they were, the more likely that, uh, non-sorcerers in Tokyo survived. Um, I guess. Um, but uh, he basically says that the uh, the cursed spirits avoided B5 due to your residuals. So nobody really chilled there. None of the cursed spirits really hung out there because of the residual energy Gojo left behind after being sealed. Because uh, goddamn, he's, he's a fucking tough. beast. Um, so he says, any after effects of the unlimited void? And he's like, nope. Everyone's lives have returned back to normal. Um, and they arrive at this rooftop where uh, Utahime and uh, the old principal for Kyoto's Jujutsu High are there. Um, and Sukuna is on the other side of the city, it feels like. Um, and, uh, you know, they're getting ready to go. Uh, they, uh, I think um, the Urame asks, like, the duel's today, but at what time and place? And um, Sukuna's like, we didn't specify, but I'll know. And uh, he sees from all the way across town that cursed energy is fucking gathering. Uh, Gojo seems to be getting ready for an attack. And we get this little flashback between Gojo and uh, the principal for um, Kyoto, for the Kyoto school. And this guy uh, confesses uh, to killing the uh the the principal uh principal masamichi um and he's he ex- he asks gojo like why wasn't there a curse placed on him and um because you know usually uh when you die uh you know you run a hi- when you like kill someone i guess you run a high risk of turning or getting cursed or turning into a curse um and gojo explains like no reason other than i know you through the principle you know you're by the book kind of guy so in that way i guess i could trust you uh that was still i'm sorry that was still a little weird um to me because he killed he killed him with cursed technique didn't he uh, so no. doesn't that ensure that they that you won't leave a curse i think he's talking mostly about Gojo and Panda that they haven't really cursed him, I guess. Oh, meaning like kill them mm. or something. Like, like, did they mean like kill him? Um, or really cast the curse? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe a curse, maybe cursing someone is like putting a bounty on their head or something well it's the negative feelings so i think like if you feel regret or anger or rage at someone a curse manifests uh no matter who you are and i he asked the same question of panda um when 
he killed him at first and Panda had his own answer, but I think he's he's just like kind of expecting a curse to be placed on him just by the simple fact that he pissed off like Panda. <laughs> he's like, I wasn't cursed by Panda and you're not cursing me. I don't feel like any real anger towards me from you. So I think that's more what, because like curses form like involuntarily, you know? Like if you feel enough rage and shit, that stuff manifests into a curse. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I'm, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he asks uh, the principal if, he, if uh, Masamichi said anything in the end. And um, and Gojo's like, well, he said that the course, uh, the cursed corpses aren't spontaneous mutation. Then there was a way to create them. And Gojo actually starts laughing, and he's like, "Whoa, even old farts can change, huh?" And he explains that, like, uh, he says, "Like, what do you mean?" And Gojo explains, "Like, whoa, that guy, that you know, you didn't tell anybody about Panda's special grade case, you know." Before, you would have definitely told your superiors. You've changed, old man. And uh, we get a, a page that reveals that it seems that Gojo has gone to the to the headquarters and killed all the old guys there. Um, and well, basically... Doesn't that mean he would have to leave? What do you mean? What Doesn't that mean he'd have to leave the, um, the calling game? Um, it depends, I guess. I mean, you can leave. Uh, there's rules that are now but in place. you can't go back, though. Is that right? Yeah, because he made it so that people can't enter the calling game. Yeah, I guess it depends on whether, you know, uh, they are um, in one of the calling game zones. Because I think you can move between colonies. That's definitely a thing. Oh. I think, like, uh, Yorozu, whatever her name was, I think she made that rule. Like to be able to switch between colonies and whatnot. Random question. Do you think Sukuna could be uh, king from One Piece? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Maybe? Very different power systems. I don't know. Really. Yeah, that's, what, yeah. that's what's getting me. It's tough to say. At first, I was going to say something wild like a Kainu, but I figured I don't know if he could hurt him. So, yeah, I feel like we need to see Sukuna's full range of abilities before we can make that call, I guess. Right. If there's any transferable skills. Um, but yeah, all the elders are dead. <laughs> um, Gojo seems to have murdered all of them. And, um, Ijuchi, as they're walking, uh, asks, like, why have me do it? There's got to be someone who's better than bar with barriers. And uh, Gojo explains that he trusts Ijuchi more than anybody. And uh, we cut back to the present as um, Ijuchi makes a barrier, I guess, um, around uh, Gojo. And then we get an explanation as uh, to Uta Hime's curse technique, uh, which... It is uh, called the Solo Forbidden Area, and uh, it temporarily amplifies the total total cursed energy out amount and output of one willing sorcerer within its range, including Ota Ahime herself. Uh, 
to excel at jujutsu is to excel at subtraction. The degree to which a sorcerer can omit the intonations, movements, and other elements that compromise or activate a curse technique depend determines that sorcerer's skill. So Utahime, I guess like they're saying that the the more precise the movements that you make when you're activating this technique, the stronger it is. And Utahime went hard uh, using words, gestures, dance, and uh, the music from uh, the old man. Uh, they elevated uh, Gojo's fucking curse technique potency to 120%, uh, which is wild. Uh and they said that this is the strongest sorcerer in history versus the strongest sorcerer of today. And the first blow will determine which of the two is the challenger. And uh, Gojo starts whispering to himself, nine ropes, polarized light, crow and declaration between front and back. And um, basically, uh, Gojo starts to, like, unleashes a hollow purple at... I guess 200% ability, 200% power. Uh, we get a two-page spread as he goes hollow purple. Sukuna tries to block this shit, but uh, it it basically destroys the entire building he's on. Um, and they explain that due to Ichichi's barrier, Sukuna misreads Gojo's first move. Even though he sensed Gojo, he didn't notice his opponent's immense output until the last m moment. So he knew that the attack was coming, but he didn't know that it would be that fucking strong. Um, so he didn't have the correct, I guess, um, defenses for it because it was stronger than it, uh, he thought it would be. And uh, although the building that he was on is basically totaled, uh, Sukuna only came out missing an arm, which I'm sure he'll be able to fix. And uh, Gojo actually pulls up to where he's at right now and uh, he says, uh, just so there's no misunderstanding, let me set you straight. You're the challenger here. And uh, Sukuna goes, damned punk. And that's where the chapter ends. This was pretty crazy. But, uh, what a fucking chapter. Josh, what did you think about Jujutsu yeah, Kaisen chapter 223? Um, this is an exciting chapter. Finally, you know. We're gonna finally see Gojo go all out versus someone that can handle it. Oh, no yeah. more easy money GGs or no more uh crapping crap Rubik's cubes. Yeah. Um, but I'll get into some of my some of the things that stood out to me. I didn't really care for the explanation with the principal. I mean about the principal's death and how everyone was forgiving him because look uh, Gojo's rationale is that look I don't really feel no kind of way because I know it was just an order and it was an order from the headquarters that was made because I was irresponsible and got trapped in a Rubik's Cube so it's not you know it was like I, I, it's whatever you know it sucks that he died and it sucks that he had to be the one to do it but we got something to take care of I'm not upset with it I just I wanted something a little bit more emotional, but I don't know what, what else is in store for Panda, so we'll see. I, I don't think this story's over at all. No. I hope not. Um, there was something else. There was a page right after that conversation um, where they show a room full of dead people. Yeah. 
didn't really, I didn't really get that. Gojo killed all the head people of the Jujutsu Society, basically. All the elders that ordered Masamichi's death, they're all dead. And I'm pretty sure it's because Gojo killed them. Wow. So I guess there's your emotionality now that I think about it. Wow. It's like, I know it was an order, so I killed the guys who ordered this to happen. I guess. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, how did, how did Dominicans in the Heights say, wow? <laughs> they like, wow, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you yeah, trying you to? Know, you know what I'm talking about. You're trying to pronounce the W A O. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's the accent. Yeah. Yeah. Let chapter. Brian. Brian. Christian. Okay, I guess I'll go next. Um, I mean, hey, man, if One Piece wasn't what it was this week, Jujutsu Kaisen would have been the really good chapter of the week. Pretty easy. Um, yeah. This was so cool. Uh, it's crazy to see Gojo actually follow through, because the reason I say it's Gojo that killed all these people is because he's constantly threatening these people. Mm-hmm. He can't, he, Throughout the series, he's just like, stop playing with me. I will kill you guys if you go after Itadori, if you blah, blah, blah. If you do this, you do that. Don't fucking, don't test me. And they tested him. They continuously tested him. Um, they so, thought he was, they thought they had, they thought they were safe. Mm-hmm. He's like, you thought the, I forgot. the GG machine and so. Yeah. He's like, you thought I forgot, huh? I'll tell you what. Go, if Gojo was in One Piece, there would be no fucking five elders. He would have pulled up a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's basically killed the five elders of this series. You would have said, "Emu, where are you at?" Yeah, Emu, uh, you're playing too much. You're you're done. Time to face me head on. I want the smoke. Yeah, win or lose, win or lose, but I'm gonna win. Yeah, but I will win. Um, it was a great dramatic way to start the battle by basically uh, blue lanterning Gojo. Uh. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It, it Although was... the, the 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 scaling is so weird. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Chris. When he when they're saying 120 percent and 200, I guess to me, I get it. It's like, okay, he just got his power doubled. I can understand that. But what? Do, I didn't know where he was at before for this to even be like, whoa! It's 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 double what it was before. He never went that hard. Yeah. So it would have been cool for him to go hard, and then and then that would have happened. Yeah, I I would wonder. I would think it's more for coolness factor at this point than uh legitimate, I guess, power scaling. But he did he did go crazy here. I I would only say that just because there's no actual frame of reference for what one hundred percent of Gojo powers uh, Gojo's power truly looks like. Um, and what did he hit him with? The hollow purple. A purple what? The hollow purple. What does that mean? That's one of his. What is it, a blast? That's one of his Anatomy. crazy infinite Anatomy. attacks. I think purple... I, I think... I'm going to get them mixed up because I think uh, there's red, which repels, if I'm right, and, or and blue that uh, attracts. Uh, 
and I forget what purple does, but it is a combination of both in some way, shape, or form. Um, he's he's used it before. Uh, I th- uh, in... a hockey man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just uh, let's just say that a hockey man. You mean a fighter who relies on hockey? Uh, let's just say that Gojo's a hockey man. He's a hockey specialist. Uh, For all intents and purposes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was cool, and the Gojo come in and uh, and be Jimmy Butler, <laughs> just come in and start talking shit immediately. Uh, all right, all right. You don't have to <laughs> do all of that. I knew it would make you mad. But we're I'm, in New York. Oh, oh well, congratulations. Congratulations. We are in New York. Great job. You did it. You you succeeded. What did I do? You're making me upset. I'm sorry. Don't was, compare no cool niggas to that to that to that weirdo, all right? I was just yanking your chain. But it is cool Fuck to Miami. It is cool to see uh, Gojo be like, "I'm him, and you're not him." Yeah, he did talk that shit. Yeah, and you're right, Jimmy Butler does that shit. <laughs> he did the timeout oh, thing to win. Gojo. He just did oh, the so timeout thing. Admit that Jimmy Butler is Timothy. Uh, I wouldn't say all that. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. I'll tell you what. He did do the timeout sign to Sukuna just now. He did. <laughs> He's a timeout. <laughs> you need a timeout now? Yeah, if you want a timeout. As I hit you with that, that purple thing. <laughs> I want some of that purple stuff. Hit him with that purple stuff. <laughs> hit him up all, all with that purple shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sukuna's high right now. <laughs> That's how hard he got hit <laughs> with, the, with the purple stuff. He's like, whoa. Man, where did my hand go? <laughs> Am I high? Am I high right now? Is that why I don't see my hand? Is it because I'm high? Because I'm high. Did I get high and lose oh. my hand? Another you do that, thing. Gojo? Is that what that spell was? That the thing about, doing over there? Another thing about Gojo's curse technique is that it looks like it also counters reverse curse technique as well. That's crazy. Because um, the lady that he punched in the chest, right? Mm-hmm. She used reverse curse technique and even then it was still... She was still fucked up from it. Yeah, she did. I mention... think you're looking at it on a technicality level, and it's really more of a Qantas level. <laughs> no, I... because Gojo's whole thing is about, like, infinity, right? So, technically, it, like, maybe the effects of his curse technique last for an extremely Ever? long period of time. Yeah, like, potentially for infinity. Yeah. Yeah, but I would say that Urume still was able to heal, heal herself. But not, it just still hurt, you know. Like she couldn't heal herself completely. Was it not the guy twin that got hurt? I actually don't remember. They look too alike because they're twins, but they do. I, it's hard to tell them apart. <laughs> uh, man, but you know, Sukuna is a different guy. Uh, he can probably just reverse curse technique his hand better right back, and I would I would accept that wholeheartedly. I guess. This shit is going to be crazy. I can't imagine. Like, this fight is going to be out of this world. We don't really cover One Punch Man, but there was this fight between uh, Saitama and Garo, which is pretty much one of the craziest fights I've ever seen. 
I feel like Gojo's versus Zugano would probably rival it. I just think it's so sick that like this is such such a unique case for a shonen fight, you know? Like this is extreme like there's not a lot of series that do a fight like this. You know where like the hero seems like the fucking like like it where the villain seems like the underdog in the fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of series do stuff like this and um in this in Jujutsu Kaisen it just fits so perfectly when it comes to Gojo. Um and I really I really fucking respect the fact that they're not just making the main characters be the strongest characters in the series. Like they're showing that, you know, there's levels to shit and I don't know, it kind of makes things feel more like I'm not going to say real, but like more like you get invested better. Like you, it, it makes you feel like, oh, damn, like <laughs> these two are really a fucking about it. And um, it shows that, you know, there's, you know, the main character has something to work towards rather than them just having it right away. You know, yeah. like I feel like a lesser mangaka would have just had Itadori become strong enough to beat Sukuna and then go in there and save Megumi, right? But yeah. that's just not the case. Yeah. It's also more fun, you know? It's just uh, it's interesting to, to put this in position. Gojo's a very dangerous type of character because, you know, he can theoretically just solve everyone's problems. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited to see how they circumvent that. If they do, I mean, I would... I can't say I would be all that upset if Gojo just didn't wipe the floor with Sukuna at this moment. I would be like, it makes sense with everything that's built up. But Also, the art this chapter was so good. Yeah, Akutami went crazy. Very cool. Very, very cool. But I don't really have anything else to say. Very much like. What do you say? Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Joss, do you have any rebuttals before we move on then? Nope. All righty then. Uh, with that being said, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, did I say uh, Jujutsu Kaisen won the really good chapter of the week audience poll? Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. And uh, I'm always happy when that happens because uh, I feel bad not being able to select Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, just because of how much I loved uh, One Piece. It's almost not fair sometimes. Um, but yeah, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen definitely deserves uh, an RGC in somebody's eyes, and I'm glad that the audience pulled up and uh, and supported it. So uh, if you guys want to take part in it, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you never miss the poll. Uh, I put it up usually uh, a couple hours after the uh, chapters drop on Viz. So, you know. Mike um, has a question for this. Oh, he does. You're right, Brian. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, Mike also has a question regarding Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, he says that he says now that uh, Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 223 is out, it's time to make your decisions. Who wins this fight, Gojo or Sukuna? Why? And also, who has the best drip between the two and why? 
Mm. Well, Gojo's definitely the drip god. Yeah, J- Gojo got the drip. Hundred mm. percent. Let me let me take another look at it. They're both swagged out pretty hard. But I was that say, just for this chapter or in general? I guess it, it, for this chapter. I guess for this fight. Because my answer was in general, but let me take another look. Gojo is is pretty. He is pretty dripped out this chapter. I will say. You know, I'll, I'll pick Gojo. Gojo got the drip. Yeah, he's got the drip. Sukuna's close, but Sukuna lost his his robe. Yeah, he did lose black. his robe. That's really who determines the challenger, who keeps their robe. Yeah. Do we know what kind of um domain, like domain Sukuna has? Like, is it an ancient domain or is it? Yeah, like, he has. Modern? Um, is the malevolent tribe. So it's not like an insta hit. It's it's a domain. If I remember right, Sukuna's domain is one that can just like pull up. Like he doesn't make a domain. It just like shows up in real life. Like it doesn't exist within the confines of that space they create. He can summon the malevolent shrine just in real life and use it on an unlimited amount of space. If I remember, what does it do again? Cuts everything. Which theoretically, so it is it. it so is it an ancient one or not? I think it's more new style ish. Because it has a guaranteed hit. It cuts everything. Dude, Buggy would have no problem versing. It would. He would have no problem. So would Gojo be able? Would Gojo counter that kind of domain? Even if it's a insta hit, it's still probably not going to reach him, right? Hold on, I'm I'm pulling up the wiki because uh, I remember that was kind of the special thing about it is that it sometimes doesn't really like live within the confines of it. Um, Malevolent Trine is different from other types of domain expansions in that it doesn't create a separate space from the barrier. Instead, Sukuna can ma- directly manifest it into reality while able while able to have the sure hit effect without closing the barrier. Because of this, it is truly considered divine technique. So, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Sukuna's curse technique has to do with cutting. That's why he's always just like, that's why he, he's just like always cutting shit. That's his like primary technique. And the Malevolent Shrine just like powers it up. To a Thou. Where he could just cut everything. Within Malevolent Shrine, Sukuna is able to utilize cleave and dismantle to relentlessly cut anything in its radius. Dismantle targets inanimate objects while cleave targets anything with cursed energy. Oh, anything with cursed energy. Yeah. Now, we don't know how that how Gojo would react to it because of his infinite void just by default. Like, would the cuts be able to reach him? But who knows? I think he might try it. What if he combos Chimera and Sh- uh, Chimera? Sh- I was gonna say Chimera and Shadow Garden. Chimera Shadow Garden with uh, with Malevolent Shrine. Yeah, I don't know if you could do that. But if there's anybody I'd who make them all some slicey guys. Yeah, I don't know if he could do that, but. If there's anybody who could probably figure it out, it's Sukuna. He knows yeah. just like so much more about cursed energy than most 
anybody really. I'll say I'll go with my heart and say Gojo. I think it would be interesting if Gojo won. Uh and I think I think I, I would say Gojo will probably win. Cause although Sukuna is just like such a big deal antagonist in this series, he's not the sure. antagonist, I guess. That's Kenjaku, right? Yeah, that's Kenjaku. As far as I know. I could be dead wrong. <laughs> but Oh, you are, but it's not a bad wrong. Because yeah. that's what I believe too. Yeah, and I'm just like kind of. If I believe it, it's definitely smart. I'm just going on also Akutami's tendency to just kind of like subvert Shonen and do the unexpected. You know, he's not writing a traditional Shonen story where like the the mentor character just dies. Um, Although he could be. Although he could be, and uh, but that's my pick. I'm picking Gojo, knowing that I could be very very wrong. So, um, how would y'all feel if this series boiled down to Okoto being Okoto being the main character and he beats Kajaku? We all okay with that? Or I think that would be kind of sick, actually. I'll be fine. I'd be okay with that because they have history. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I look at Jujutsu Kaisen as more of like an ensemble series. And he beat him already. Like, no particular protagonist. I feel like Itadori's are like perspective point because he is kind of like the guy who came into all this and, and you know, is like our entryway to this world. But I think anybody could be anybody. Yeah, kind of like Hunter Hunter. Yeah, exactly. I think, I, you know, Akutami's like clear influence from Hunter Hunter kind of like makes that point a little more real. But, you know, again, we could be entirely wrong. <laughs> I still think Gojo lets um, Takuna possess him. All right. <laughs> That's my sleeper. That's my sleeper decision there. I, I just don't think he would just let that happen, even for Megumi's sake. That's too high of a stake. I don't know, man. I'm just saying they make it a point. That all these people can surpass Gojo, I feel like there has to be a point where that comes into play. Yeah. And I think it's going to be all of them work together to defeat Gojo. I guess that would be crazy. But, yeah, I guess that's the answer to the question. Um... With that being said, are, are we all good to uh, move on? No. Um, Cashmo's going to be so upset. Oh, yeah. Oh, Where yeah. the fuck is he? I don't know. He should be with the good guys because he did form an alliance with um, with Hikari. Where is he? Imagine someone tells... So he's like, hey, uh, what's going on, by the way? Why is everybody um, like acting so serious right now? Like, oh, um... We just have the strongest sorcerer we know to go fight Sukuna. He's like, God fucking damn it. I told you guys to tell me. <laughs> I'm going to kill all y'all instead. How about that? Mm. And then they're going to get yo, lucky again, boy. 
then he's gonna be like, yo, actually, like, you can't do that because, like, Gojo's here. And then he's gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck. Fine. Well, well, I'm you guys do whatever you want. Gojo's so gangsta, I knew who he was from the past. <laughs> <laughs> we knew about him and we knew about that future. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, are we all set then? Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, let's move onward. Chainsaw Man. This is Chainsaw Man Chapter One Hundred and Twenty Nine. Save me, Chainsaw Man. Uh, last we left off, Asa and Denji uh made their found their way in hell because uh, they both drifted into the giant door in the sky that uh, the falling devil has been making people fall through. Uh, oh, alternate title. Mm-hmm. Four chainsaws, one girl. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, you know, they were uh, on their way to kind of escape hell at that point, but uh, the falling devil intercepted them, and then the falling devil was intercepted by the fake saw man, uh, as he pulled up and basically saved their lives. He he asked Denji if they could evade them throughout the night, and uh, I thought it was going to be a lot simpler because Denji and Asa just make their way out. I mean, I guess it's not like the evening, so you know, I guess they're still in that, but they make their way out of hell and. Um, you know, Asa basically is has her life saved. Uh, Denji is bleeding out on the floor. Um, and uh, at that point, Yorozu pulls up and is like, Asa, now's his chance. Now's our chance. Finish him while he's down. Is like, kill him and I'll return your body. You'll finally be rid of me. Um, and uh, Asa hesitates, at which point Yorozu is just like, I screwed up just when I finally begun to understand you. You always do this. Why must you do the opposite of what I say? And um, Asa basically cuts her hand and starts feeding uh, Denji her blood. Um, and um, <laughs> Yorozu is pissed because she's like, you don't have to take it so far as to save a mortal enemy. You're crossing the line. And uh, she realizes that, like, you know, Chainsaw Man has saved her life twice now. Um, but, you know, besides watching... Besides watching Chainsaw Man, makes me think that if a piece of trash like him is allowed to keep living, then maybe it's for okay for me to keep living too. Um, and at that point, we see that like a weird tendril from hell, like sticks out and starts going directly. Oh, um, yeah, it's gross, and it starts the worst kind of tendrils. Yeah, uh, and it careens towards Asa and Asa yells saves me chainsaw man and guess what chainsaw man does saves her and uh they're just running through the city trying to avoid these tendrils um and they're basically surrounded by them um and Denji's like sorry I might not be able to save you um and Asa notices that the tendrils are actually dug into the ground at that point um but you know Denji starts getting tired from evading all these things. And uh, Asa notices a guy on, a, on her motorcycle. And is like, Chainsaw Man, steal that motorcycle, please. And uh, Ch- 
Denji's like, don't be stupid. I can't that I can't steal that. You thief, a woman is writing it. And then Asa looks over to another side where an, another guy is riding a, a, a motorcycle. And she's like, well, steal that guy's then. And Denji immediately just kicks him off the motorcycle, um, which was very funny. Uh, the motorcyclist survives despite being kicked off his motorcycle at full speed. <laughs> yeah. He, and it's funny because Denji, um, in yet another Smash Bros. reference that I'm going to make, it looks like he does a neutral air against them, where yeah. like a lot of characters make that kick. Yeah. And you just hit the A button in the air. Mario, Samus, mm-hmm. Link, a few of them. Exactly. And um, Denji doesn't really know how to ride this thing. Um, and he's like, as a tendril is like basically closing in on them, uh, Asa says, shouts out, Super Chainsaw Man Motorcycle! And uh, the tendril hits them. But then we cut over to a two-page spread where uh, there's uh, Denji cuts through the tendril with a chainsaw sticking out of the wheel of the motorcycle, and they are driving off. Um, and the guy's like, that's my bike? And that's where the chapter ends. Um, pretty cool. <laughs> Josh, what did you think about uh, Chainsaw Man chapter 129? This was 17 pages, but it felt like it was five. Yeah, uh, where to begin? The tendrils from hell. I did not. When he said, "Oh, like the the, the creatures from hell are gonna be coming after you," I didn't think he meant this one creature that is still on their body from attacking them from hell outside the door. Mm-hmm. Like this is really intense. There's yeah. no way I'd ever survive something like this. I just. I don't. I just felt like that had to be made clear. Yeah, that I I would have been died. Um, yeah, I like I like the chemistry between Asa and, and Chainsaw Man, Asa and Denji, and I really appreciate that she saved him. She used her brain. She's like, yo, like I'm I'm about to die. Fuck that! I'm not turn that nigga into no weapon. Like we about to get smoked. <laughs> we gonna get. <laughs> We're going to get folded like some laundry. So, yeah, I like the chapter. Brian, do you have any, anything that stood out to you? Or oh, the chainsaw uh, bike was lit. Chainsaw bike was pretty cool. Honestly, I don't got much to say about Chainsaw Man. Um, sorry, I just looked at the Lakers scoreline. <clears throat> they were up 20, and now they are like, it's like a one point difference. What the fuck happened? <laughs> anyway, uh, Chainsaw Man was all right. You know, not a lot going on. Well, there is a lot going on, but not a lot that really like, requires me to like talk about all that much. Um, you know, Chainsaw Man has been quite fun, but, you know, not extremely introspective. Or anything like really deep that you know I want to talk about. So been fun though. Yeah, I appreciated that Asa came to like this, you know, wanting to live in the most Asa way possible. I do like the way that she came to the conclusion that she she doesn't want to give up on life, where she's like, 
Well, if this asshole gets to live, then surely I deserve to live. I think that's very much within her character, and uh, I, I really do appreciate the consistency here. Uh, right. Other than that, this chapter was just, like, so cool. <laughs> it was just, like, really fun. The fucking chainsaw bike is so goddamn metal, I can't handle it. Uh, it's it's too damn cool. It's cool that she turned it into that, too. Yeah. You know, teamwork makes the dream work. And it is uh, very metal and very, 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 very cute. But, yeah. I mean, I also don't have all that much to say about Jade's Omen, other than it was very rad and uh, a very cool resolution to... Or not resolution, but, you know... Uh, a step in Asa's character. Mm. I'm excited to see where they take it further from here and what this means for uh, the both of them, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all my thoughts on the chapter. Uh, any rebuttals before uh, I suppose we move on? No. Nope. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move onward then. Not this one. This is part of the war on the in the Bronx. Black Clover. Welcome back. Yeah, man. It's been like three weeks. Uh, but uh, Black Clover has returned with chapter 359, The Dancing Princess of the Battlefield Returns. Um, last we left off, the Clover Kingdom has been going through it, has been, uh, has been really dealing with uh, the, the, the assault by... Uh, Lucius and the his uh, army of paladins, which are basically uh, resurrected uh, resurrected loved ones of our protagonists, really. Um, and lately, they've had to contend with uh, the mother of the no uh, the uh, what are these people's last name the Silva uh, kids. Um, so, oh, I forget their last name. Silva's. Yeah, Silva is their last name. And, uh, you know, there's Nozel, Noel, Silver. Right? His name is Silver. Is his name Silver? Sil Solid. Sorry. Solid Silver. Wow. It's a funny mm -hmm. name. Um, but yeah, basically, they just got their ass beat by their mom. Um, and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the mom is just like, so the silver eagles I left behind could do no better than this. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're going through it. Uh, nobody could, nobody could really stand against her. Um, I forget the, what the mom's name is, but, um, yeah, solid is starting to like f struggle, you know, because he's freaking out that he's, his mom is dis dishing out all this punishment. And, um, the mom is like, well, even if you're weak, I love you. Master Lucius will create mm. a peaceful world where everyone is equal. So come be reborn and let's make a fresh start together. And um, Solid is like, that might be the best move. If feeling like this is the alternative, then... And then he snatched, snapped out of it by someone calling his name, saying, Solid, pull yourself together. Um, and... Uh, I I know they say the mom's name. I don't want to keep referring to her as mom, but um, Nazelle. 
Nozella is no, like the no, older brother, yeah. I think. Oh well, I'll just I guess I'll just keep referring to mom. Um oh Asir. Asir. Mm. So uh Noelle pulls up and uh you know she's like, Oh, you must be Noelle. You look just like I did at your age. Once the fight ends and you're reborn, we'll be together always. Um and uh Noelle's like, I only got to see her as a soul, but I'm sure that was my real mother. Mother, you may be Aesir Silva, but you're no longer the mother that we know. You are the person we must defeat and surpass right here. Um, and uh, Nozel is like, you've definitely grown stronger, but without Undine, you can't. Um, and we get a flashback from Noel, uh, who is like, basically like distraught over Asta seemingly being killed. Um, and how she can't really use Saint Stage anymore, but uh, she's learned to get stronger uh, regardless of that fact. And, you know, if she keeps struggling, it may not change anything, but she can't give up yet because Asta, because she's sure Asta is alive, so she'll protect the kingdom so that he can come home anytime. Um, and at that moment, she gets approached by Kahono and her brother, um, and uh can i remember them yeah oh well i remember the name i remember their characters but i only remember the name because she says she says the name kohono um but i do remember them they were from like early in the arc and they pop up every now and then uh in future arcs as well but um yeah they notice that there's this fucking dragon that's uh been hanging around and it's uh apparently a sea god uh, it's been venerated at the underwater temple since antiquity. So, you know, uh, when the world's... It usually emerges when the world is pretty much at its end. And uh, he's... Uh, the dragon is like, World in crisis, I rage. To do so needs strong partner. So, basically, um, Noel uh, teams up with a new um, spirit... Uh, Mana spirit, and uh, his name is Leviathan, and uh, he's a cute little dragon when she's in his tiny little form. Um, I really, I really like his little cute dragon design here. Yeah, I like it too. It looks like a little Pokemon. Yeah. The series loves doing that, by the way, like taking threatening people, well, threatening characters, and then just making them small for power ups. I'm here for it. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah. Uh, everybody, uh, tells, like, Noel to go, and Noel activates, uh, the ability granted to her by Leviathan, which is a Valkyrie armor dragon form, and, uh, you know, she's like, I will surpass you, mother, and, uh, it's a two-page spread, uh, covering, uh, you know, her new form, and that's where the chapter ends. Yeah. Um, Josh, what did you think about Black Clover chapter 359? I think it's really dope that she got a water. Is that one of the water spirits? Mm-hmm. It's a sea god. Oh, okay. No. All right. It is a sea god, but it's not the same as like the Salamita fire spirit and the wind god fire, like the wind spirit that's the pixie. I think the water spirit was the one that was with Undine. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that, that, that big mass of water that that person <clears throat> so this isn't the same 
but it's still cool nonetheless. I like her dragon armor. It's crazy how this huge fucking dragon was just lurking and then it came out and it's like, I want to help. I don't want to end the world. I'm, so it's, I don't know. It was, I, I got the impression that it was there to help destroy the world and it's there to help save it. Yeah. Pretty cool, I guess. Whatever. I wasn't mad. It's, it's just funny. Yeah, pretty sick armor. I, I like I like how she stood up to her mom, how she kind of told her brothers to to get their shit together. Like, yo, listen, this that's not our mom. She's 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 a fucking op. Yeah, and ops get killed around these parts. Exactly. I don't know what the fuck, y'all. We just sell the eagles. This is part of the war on or the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Bronx got a lot of hills. You know, so does Bitches the get shot, they get heavy. Um, gra. Gra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, uh, Noelle is, she's going to stab her mother right in the fucking chest with that big, dress, big dragon buster sword. Yeah, I think it's a lance, technically. Right, right. And then, and then when she pierces her stomach, she's going to get close to her mom. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be like, thank you. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So you're gonna be like, peace out, chump. <laughs> Continue to move. <laughs> Imagine that would be hilarious. I would honestly very happy be happy be very happy about that. The deuces, loser. Get out of here, Get lost. See ya. Beat it. <laughs> with, with my new dragon, it just sends a just just blast her away. Mm-hmm. Were those all, all right. your thoughts? Those are my thoughts. Oh. Yeah, it was fun. It was a cool chapter. Like I said, I'm happy to see Black Clover back. Oh, the mom. The mom is like, don't worry, guys. Y'all are so weak, but it's only because I wasn't around. But after I kill y'all, we're gonna live in a in a beautiful world together. It's gonna be great. Yep. Um, Brian, what did you think about the chapter? I think it was nice to see Noelle get a moment again. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen the Black Bulls in action. You know? Like, we've had all these other characters kind of step up, but, um, you know, I kind of miss seeing the Black Bulls. You know? Where, where are the rest of them? Where are the rest of them at? Like, are they on? Yeah, you know, way? Light's going to make an appearance. Yeah, they're on their way he, to... He doesn't lose. Are they on their way to Wano? Is that where the rest of the Black Bulls are going? Like, I thought that's what they were doing. I sure hope so. Yeah, I think, like, there's got to be oh, at least some of them. Oh, you Black Clover Wano. Yeah. Oh. There's got to be at least some of them still there. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them pulled up to, to Land of Sun, but... I think they're all still. The I don't think all of them are going to get a story. I think a lot of them already got a big moment in the last arc. Yeah, Magna and, got his, and you know, and the Ash guy. So yeah. that's that. Although yeah. I wouldn't mind if uh, Zeno, I, I, damn, what's his name, the Ash guy, got another one. He's like probably one of my favorite characters in the oh, series. Oh, Zora. 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 Yeah. yeah, I just want to see my boys come back and it's noelle was always you know 
meant to be like um like someone who is supposed to defy odds as well similar to uh similar to asta and and you know type um, yeah so i i think it's a little ass pulley like her her upgrade but you know I'll take it. I'll I'll take it. You know, Black Clover isn't necessarily like the most profound series when it comes to his writing. Um, wow. I just learned not to not to question the series too much. Just sit down and enjoy it. And right. that's what I'm doing. This is a fun chapter. Every time she proves her siblings wrong, though, it's so fucking good. It's such a good feeling. Yeah. Especially solid. What a fucking loser. Yeah, he was yeah. dead ass like, maybe I should just like let myself be taken. He's never done shit this entire series. Like Nozelle, I get like I guess if any of them were to talk shit, Nozelle would be the one to kind of have the most like fight behind what he says. Like he could actually scrap. But I've never seen Solid do anything this entire series. And he taught, he acted like he was tough shit all the time. It was so annoying. Yeah, he didn't do a damn thing. Not like the the oldest brother. He was cool. Yeah, Nozelle is... He just got a hole in his chest, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, can you guys recall anything Solid did? No, nothing of... <laughs> Nothing of significant value, I think. I don't think he like he, his special like magic of talking shit to his sister. That's that's all he did. It's pretty powerful. Well, magic. His little sister, I didn't know magic. Well, yeah, that's all my thoughts. Fuck, fuck, solid. He was really on the ground, like when his mom, when the mom was talking all that shit about the new world and that after she like kills all of them, he's like, mm, I guess that's not a bad idea. Maybe she's right. Yeah. Pathetic. Loser. Loser. Oh. Loser. 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 Yeah. L plus ratio. Yeah. Um, I I agree with Brian. The dragon came out of nowhere, and I was like, okay, sure. Like if you say it so. It was nice to see the water temple people again, though. Yeah. No, it was good to see them. But it is funny that they just came up to be like, hey, come here. Sudden hey, come lore. here. We got an upgrade for you. We've got sudden lore that, you know, we didn't really build up all that much. To my memory, at least. I could be wrong. If this, Let me know if they actually built this thing up before. I don't know. <laughs> I, know I don't remember a dragon being mentioned. But... Yeah, Brian read this recently, and he doesn't remember this either. Like, he read the whole series recently. He doesn't have, like, a good memory of it either, so... It's either all of us are wrong and we're not digging into the lore deep enough, but I don't remember that this dragon being introduced and now he's all of a sudden like, there's a super special cool dragon that wants to save the world. Super special cool dragon looking to upgrade. <laughs> looking to upgrade someone. Looking to upgrade a supporting character. <laughs> right. Is there any hello? Are there any supporting I'm characters really around? I'm really strong, but I gotta work with somebody. And it, I have to work with a supporting character. 
Oh. I cannot. I'm so strong that I cannot work by myself. Woe is me. I hope that there is a supporting character around to save me. I'm a whole ass just... dragon, but I can't do anything without a supporting character to latch onto. I'm not mad at it, though. Yeah, no. Le Leviathan's cute funny. as a little dragon baby. He's a cute little dragon baby. But uh, I thought this chapter was fun overall. I mean, it is very Black Clover, and Black Clover is very good, so I don't mind. Um, it's a very fun read. Welcome back, Black Clover. Um, but with that, that being said, I don't really have anything else to say about Black Clover. Um, do we have uh, any rebuttals before we move onward? No. All right. Let us move onward. The champ is here! Undead Unluck. This is Undead Unluck chapter 159 in Truster. Um, last we left off, we've been uh, dealing with the whole arc regarding rescuing Phil from space. Um, and that has extended to saving his mom as well. Uh, Phil has already at this point been turned into a robot boy and uh, is, is uh, you know, struggling with emotions because he, although he technically feels them in his head and in his mind, he his body doesn't really express the emotions that he's feeling. So for this whole time, he's kind of been under the impression that he hasn't had them. Um but you know they're they've been getting attacked by these weird space monsters that look like world trigger um rads i think they're called they're the big creatures from wow you did the research i actually don't think that's what they're called i think the rads are a different type of creature but they look exactly like the world trigger neighbor monsters um so you know uh, there was a point where uh, Phil was drifting off into space and Fuko went over uh, to rescue him, basically. Um, and they've been, like, really dealing with these monsters. They're not uh, UMAs, obviously, but it's still a huge problem. Uh, alien life forms. Yeah. Um, Phil's mom starts talking about the queen. She's like, where's the queen? And she explains that there is a queen that ate everything uh, that is the one that ate that thing and grew massive. Uh, so you know, it we can't go moving around because if it finds us, then we'll be finished. Because this queen is very strong because of what it ate. And um, you know, Fuko and uh, Phil are still drifting out further into space. Um, and uh. She's based, uh, Nico is just like, hey, are you hearing this, Fuko? He's like, yes, but the queen should display the same habits. After all, Phil's feelings, uh, they're all after Phil's feelings. So, you know, it, and honestly, like, in, they should be able to draw out the queen because she should be looking for Phil's feelings like all these other creatures are. Um, and Phil at this point is like, I have feelings, but I'm a machine but I'm human? And she's like, yes. So listen, Phil. This does not compute. Yeah, this does not compute. And uh, he's I don't, like, I don't feel like this computes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, now you're getting it, Phil. Uh, she explains that back in the previous loop, he had a negation ability called unfeel, which negated his own feelings and senses. And uh, he's like, I don't know 
I don't know what is how hard it is to live with, but there's one thing for certain: a negation ability exi- dwells within the soul. And uh, he's like, she says, just like the you of the past, the you of the present has a soul as well, Phil. You had such an amazing soul full of emotions that even that even God was eager to negate it. You're human. And uh, he uh, Phil goes like, that's good. Mom will be pleased. And then behind Foucault, the queen emerges and uh, basically uh, Phil just like falls out of Foucault's hands or something like that. I don't know if she lets him go or if he, he just kind of like releases himself from her grip. Um, but at that point, uh, Phil is like, it's true. My feelings are getting quieter little by little. This is unfeel. Um, and basically as he's flying into the mouth of this queen monster and um and fuko is trying to save him he we get a two-page spread of his uh negation unfeel manifesting and he's like i've had feelings i've had a soul this whole time um and then we get this flashback of the time where his mom made him into a robot boy and um she's like your name can you remember it and he goes phil um you know, everything seems Page to be... three, hmm? 57 centimeters tall. He's naming off his stats. <laughs> He's a robot. Yeah. Six inch vertical. Um, so, you know, he's... He's just, like, kind of, like, getting used to his robot body, and he does the cat's cradle thing that uh, he explained that made his mom smile. Um... And uh, he wakes, he snaps back into the present uh, while he's inside the queen's stomach. Uh, the corpses of his crew members are uh, floating inside. And on the backs <laughs> of one of the corpses, uh, there's a thing that says, take the doll. And then Phil notices that attached to the queen's innards, there is a doll there. And uh, she's and Phil mentions like that's the thing Mom and the others collected and researched. She told me that it was dangerous. These but these things grew bigger by absorbing this power. And um, Phil touches it, and all of a sudden he starts getting all these memories of the previous loop. Um, and she's like, "She was right. In the past, I was inside of you." And uh, we get the explanation of the artifact uh, entruster which is what this doll is. And it's an artifact that converts the feelings of anyone who's, who has used it so far into power. In order to use it, you must have to offer your own body to it. Those who have used it, those who used it have the, have their feelings extracted and are left debilitated on the first try. But Phil is unfeel. So his negation (laughs) can circumvent the risk of using this. And uh, he can avoid debilitation, basically, because he doesn't really have feelings at the moment. Uh, So Phil notices, Phil is just like starts thinking to himself, he's like, my concern towards various things is starting to fade. But though the feeling is meager, there are still people I want to save. And he doesn't know why anymore, but he just wants to do it. He says, like, he's like, I don't know why, but this, I think this conduct, the act of fighting is the sum of the feelings that I wanted to show mom. 
And uh, meanwhile, on the outside, everybody is out there <laughs> trying to fight this queen thing. Um, it's, and it's not working. This queen thing is like going right towards them. But then... And they know that. They oh, yeah. know it. Oh, yeah. But uh, the chapter ends in a two-page spread as Phil bursts out of the alien queen's stomach with, uh, with the entruster artifact that he is now inhabiting. And uh, he says, I'll give them to you. I'll use my feelings to defeat this thing. And that's where the chapter ends. Josh, what did you think about Undead Unlocked Chapter 159? I thought this was a really interesting way for Phil's Unfilled to, to activate. I almost thought for a moment that maybe there would be a twist that he never does get unfilled because, because he was put in a robot body or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it makes way more sense the way it broke down. Um, I don't know. The robot doll thing came out of nowhere. Yes, it and certainly it, did. Yeah, and it's weird that... that I don't know. You said the thing attacked and ate that and then it grew stronger. So it's it's using the... The robot is using the thing's emotions, and that's probably why it's going after more emotions. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. But now that Phil took that out, maybe he could just destroy all those monsters, and they won't be out. Yeah, the cool, interesting setup. Um, Phil's a fucking powerhouse. Yeah, he's he's basically Iron Man. Or more, I don't know. Like Tony Stark is a regular human; he's actually all robot. This is true. An even stronger one now. Also, I thought it was weird that he got his memories back uh, after touching that artifact. I don't know if it was just like a quick flash, or if he now now remembers everything. But I thought that was how. I thought that was the whole point of getting the remember artifact. Yeah, I I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, I I agree. I was like, I don't know if it's because specifically artifacts sometimes make awaken memories, but I don't I don't really know. Were those all uh, all your thoughts? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had a uh, similar thoughts to yours. I thought, uh, I thought overall it was like pretty cool and um, nice little development for Phil. Um, I do think that the Entruster kind of feels like it came out of nowhere. I don't know if it was like explained as a thing before, because we knew that he was like a robot boy, but we didn't know it, like, like it was. I was under the impression that he was equipped with multiple artifacts, but. And I, I guess that's true, but this was like the first artifact that he was like equipped with, probably. Yeah, this is the one that they used to help merge all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this was cool. Um, I'm glad uh, we're we're moving along in this story. Um, I am enjoying it. I'm I'm looking forward to see how it ends, really. Um. But I don't really have anything else to mention about this. Do you uh, have any rebuttals? Any any last sayings? Nah. Does Mike have anything to say? No, not about uh, Undead. All right. But 
all right. Well, in that case, uh, we that was Undead Unluck, and that has been our show. Wow, we thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you could find me at the Chris Hospital on Twitter and Instagram, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram, at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also check him out when he's streaming at twitch.tv slash its punchline. Uh, email the show at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Um, we have one more question from this email from Mike, but we'll do it at a different time. Uh, but keep sending us questions uh, if you're out there, Mike. And uh, for anybody else who wants to join in and have their questions read, please send us some. We'd love to answer uh, if you prefer to comment, you can. You can comment under the YouTube video that we put up of this episode. Uh, let us know your thoughts, anything you guys want us to talk about on the comment section. Like, share, uh, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Um, or if you prefer audio podcasts anyway, you can check us out on Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there. Take part in the really good chapter of the week poll that happens on our YouTube uh, it helps that if you subscribe in that regard, too, because you never really miss it. Uh, I post the poll every week to the community board. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get that rolling. And um, without further ado, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we will see you next week. Stay safe, New Jump Citizens. Peace out, guys.